You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech, that's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team, no heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Like, uh, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzer. I'm Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At the Diner, the flagship podcast here on the Great Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the editor-in-chief of the website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Check it out. Lots of great articles, lots of wonderful podcasts. In fact, let me give a shout out to all of our podcasts that we have out there. We've got us, the guys at the diner. We've also got every now and then you'll see something pop up on GGR Pirate Radio if we've got like a melange of people doing things and it doesn't really fit anywhere else. Uh, we've got FedCon, Federation Conversations, which is our Star Trek podcast that's hosted by Mariah Beachward. Uh, yours truly is on there as a co-host. And then also Mr. BJ Robinson, the wonderfully talented BJ Robinson is on there as well. Uh, we've got our friend Ulysses E. Campbell, who hosts a radio show. It's called The Fantastic Forum. It is in podcast form and it's called creatively The Fantastic Forum Podcast. You can check it out here on The Great Geek Refuge as well. Uh, we've also got Mr. Russ Brown, who just put out a new episode of The Gamer Den. Uh, so big shout out to Russ. Um, for anybody who does podcasting um, and then also has to, you know, have a real job, like a grown up, um, it can be a grind to be able to like work and then come home and do your adult duties, like, you know, making sure you clean your house and buy groceries, but then also turn around and edit podcasts. It's a lot. Um, so shout out to Russ for being able to put out another episode, but also shout out to uh, one of the co-hosts here, Mr. MC Brooks, who is the host of his own podcast, um, The Overflow, which you should check out. He just put out a, a new episode not too long ago. Um, also, our sports-based podcast, which is um, GGR Postgame. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, And we'll have an episode of that coming up here real, real soon, too. Um, so let's get into the introductions. My co-hosts, I've already introduced one of them. You know him, you love him. Wonderfully talented musician, co-host of two podcasts here on The Great Geek Refuge, and uh, possessor of many awesome and wonderful t-shirts that you guys don't <laughs> always get to see in person, but we get to see here on the podcast. His name is MC Brooks. Guys, I love this uh, timeline where Stephen A. Smith chooses his Pokemon starter because they have the same forehead. <laughs> he chose Charmander. <laughs> Goodness. And go seat number two. <laughs> a wonderfully talented visual artist, um, a man who shares my love and desire for creative things when it comes to the culinary arts. Um, I know Mr. Brooks is in the same boat as well when it comes to that. But uh, our other co-host is also well-versed in the gift of gab, um, but also knowledge, knowledgeable about comic books, video games, movies, TV shows. I refer to him as the professor because of that, but his name is James Rambo. Man, did y'all know that Tasty Cake made a fucking cream-filled version of the Butterscotch Crimpet? Hold up. Say more? What? Yeah. It's 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 the Butterscotch Crimpet, the little fucking, you know, delicious little long uh, fucking 
tasty cake, but cream filled like a goddamn Twinkie. Yeah. Um, we're going to go ahead and cancel the podcast because yeah. I need to go buy some. That sounds, white. Delicious. sounds wonderful. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They are tasty. on Amazon too. Tasty cake is underappreciated as a brand. Very. Like it's a, they're, they're based out of Philly. So I think it might just be an East coast thing. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So those of you in the Midwest or the West coast, um, sorry, sucks to be you, I guess. Um, but let's be real. There, there's delicious local, um, brands all over the country. So I'm sure that there are things that the West coast has that we don't like in and out burger, which God, I wish we had that. I wish we had an in and out burger. I will say this though, for anybody who's in Texas, First off, I'm sorry for you for living in that shithole. Secondly, um, <laughs> stop trying to make Whataburger a thing. It's not good. It's not. It's not. It's not good. Um, you're bad for telling people that it is good. And may God have mercy on your soul. I got here. Run down gauntlets. I I will say, though, like, <laughs> the thing about, I mean, I've never had an out burger. I've never, I, I've never had either of those. Yeah. But the fact that, like, universally i'm like well what about the fries and everyone goes oh yeah they're garbage well that's yeah. like half the menu like <laughs> they're not good you but got burgers and fries <laughs> and like all right well yeah that whole thing that you eat like maybe two-thirds of what you're going to be yeah. eating yeah they're terrible like well then i do i really want to go like is the burger <laughs> that, that good yes yes that's a the, bold fucking statement. The sir. onion, the yeah. onion rings are really good too, but you can also get the fries. What's called animal style, which is um, it's grilled onions, cheese, and um, they're fucking special sauce, Big Mac sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which animal style? I mean, honestly, you just get a fork and eat it. I mean, like it's it, yeah, it's okay then. You know? But at that point, you're just covering up soggy, sad French fries. Well, they're not soggy. They're yeah. crispy. They're very similar to uh, Freddy's French fries, like the shoestring, like very thin, crispy fries. So what's the problem? I don't know. I didn't have a problem with In-N-Out's fries. I thought they were good. They were fresh. They were like, I enjoyed them. MC. Oh, I was just talking about Whataburger. Where, where, Whataburger's fries is ass. I've never had yeah. In-N-Out. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, that and their fries. Their fries are also trash yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that would not recommend. Don't go back. Um, anywho, <laughs> we're gonna... they, they can't be worse than Chick Fil A's fries because fuck waffle fries, mm. fuck them right in the eye. They're mm. scientifically designed to suck. <laughs> <laughs> the group of guys, group of guy in lab coats, all being like, "All right, how do we make this French fry suck ass the most?" <laughs> what if we took the concept of yeah. Uh, 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 constant air movement that you get from when you want to build a campfire and applied it to french fries so that they cool down the fastest isn't that what you want everybody loves a cold french fry that's <laughs> I, I mean there's like people people write blogs about it like there's 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 all kinds of talk and chit chat on at recess and in the schoolyards and such like it, it it's terrible. It's fucking terrible. If you get waffle fries, I hope you have 10 seconds right now to eat them. Because that's, if you that's don't... That's why the fry container is shaped like a funnel. So you can just... Yep. So you, I, 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 like a fucking goose? Yeah. <laughs> just choke them down. Jesus Christ. <laughs> just bums me out, man. Yeah, I hear you, dude. That and all the homophobia. 
Well, yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah, that and their 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 odd obsession with the whole like we have to save the children campaign because children is getting snatched right out of people's houses every single day. Every child, it's like it's like the exodus of Egypt over here, man. Firstborns just getting snatched by the Holy Ghost and shit. But Chick Fil A is going to save us, guys. Fried chicken is going to save us all. Yes, indeed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So Chick Fil A has the worst fry. Are we? Are we in? A, are, I don't know if we're in agreement on this one. Like, it's okay. I'm, I'm cool with y'all being wrong. Um, oh, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, trying to think I'm of the not, worst fast food fry. Um, I think most people would would argue Burger King, which I also don't really understand. Like, They're not I would great. Make argue, I wouldn't. I, yeah. I would make that argument, but I think most people would consensus just say Burger King. Yeah, I feel like it's just a, a, a an easy default at this point. I feel like I feel like the Burger King fry is the Nickelback of <laughs> the low hanging fruit, the fast food fry, where it's like I'm yeah. not really going to think about this. It's yeah. a popular opinion, therefore I can just say it. People will go, "Yeah, that does suck." Yeah, and I don't really understand it. I don't yeah. get it. No, personally, I I, I like it. I like them. Yeah, they're not bad. Plus, you get they're, a free you get fine. a free onion ring. I mean, <laughs> like, you always get a free onion ring. Yeah, that's true. Who doesn't want a deep fried ring of onion meal? Yes, yes, because they're not even actual onions. It's like the yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they they are. They were onions point. at one time. They were. <laughs> There's still onion fragments. <laughs> the remnants of an onion. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been blitzed to fuck and then like yeah. put in a little ring mold and then yeah. frozen and then battered. Yeah. And... yeah. Yeah. I wish that yeah. I could eat Arby's without hating myself because their, their curly fries are, are delicious. They're just absolutely they're wonderful. Tier. You, you can buy them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can buy them. Yeah. Put I them just, in the air fryer. Yeah. yeah. See, I go, uh, I go crinkle cut at Arby's, but mm-hmm. I'm also very happy too. with those. Yeah. Yeah. They're both, they're both. I love good. a crinkle cut. Yeah. More surface area, more yeah. opportunity for crispiness. I am a big fan of the crinkle cut fry. Um, in fact, if you're going to do specialty fries, like chili cheese fries, for example, um, chili cheese fries work best if you have a crinkle cut fry. Like it just, there's something about it. Back cheese fries too, yep. It's yep. like, um, it's like a, a, the pastas that have like ridges on them are best for certain kinds of sauces. Yeah. Because the they just hold the sauce the crink the 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 well the you know its namesake the crinkle uh on the on the fry will grab on to more shit while you pick it up and shove it into your maw yeah as you sit in your as you sit in your car and catch the gla- catch a gaze of yourself in the rear view mirror <laughs> don't look at me <laughs> don't. don't look at me as you listen to all by myself by uh air supply in your car just on loop all right let's play a game play a little random question generator haven't done this one in a while um this is a good question um that i'm curious how you guys are going to answer because this will be a fun conversation what part of someone's face do you look at when you talk to them start with you mr brooks uh, I mean, I've tried to be better about eye contact, so like, I, I guess there, I don't know, I guess it, 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 feels, it feels, I don't know, I feel kind of, it's a weird, it's kind of a weird question, because I feel like it, it may vary from person to person, 
Yeah. Like, uh, I generally just try to do straight eye contact because I'm, you know, also being an introvert and shy kind of also make that difficult. So sometimes it'll just be like, oh, I'm just looking at your forehead. So it looks like I'm giving eye contact, but I'm. That's an old um, that's an old theater trick. Yeah, is you, you stare yeah, at their forehead. Yeah, yeah. Looks like they're like, looking yeah, in the so, eye. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so I'm doing that. Um, but yeah, probably that either eyes or, eyes or forehead most likely. Yeah, Jameson. Uh, no, yeah, same same deal. Honestly, I actually truthfully like when I when i notice where i'm looking on someone's face i know that i'm not really paying attention and that i have to be focusing mm-hmm. if i'm ADHD, just, man i swear if i'm just talking to somebody and and you know we're I, i'm 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 focused on what they're saying to me and um and it's just you know just sort of a good vibe i'm just looking at their face as a whole uh no. i'm not looking at any one feature but if i realize okay, I need to pay attention to this and I am consciously doing that right now. I am yeah. actively paying attention. Yeah. That's when I'm like, all right, eye contact. Yeah. Or, and, th- and then that becomes, okay, now I'm looking at this, now I'm looking at the space between their eyes yeah. to try and like uh, uh, fool both myself and them into thinking that I'm looking at both their eyes because you can't do that because of binocular vision. Um, yeah. So I mean, it, it's 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 yeah. it's the, that's the conscious choice of like oh I know I'm my brain is trying to be like I don't yeah. want to care about any of this shit. My my ADHD fucks with me so bad with this one because I'll be listening to what they're saying and then I'm like I've been making eye contact with them for a while they probably think I'm a creep I need to look somewhere else uh, let me look at their mouth okay wait a minute there's a thing that they say that if you look at someone's lips while they're talking it means you're attracted to them fucking I want to do that all right let me look somewhere else um like. And then, then there becomes the the lovely patriarchal slash sexist thing that is built into my brain of um, if I'm talking to a woman and like I see them adjust their clothing because they're trying to cover up like their chest. I'm like, fuck, was I staring at their boobs? Oh my God, no. Like, I didn't, I don't think I looked. And then like, um, it's in that cycle of like, I, oh God, are they now offended because they think like, welcome to ADHD folks. It's good times. It's so like I try to make eye contact, but I also try not to make eye contact for too long because that's weird if yeah. you make it for too long. So I try to look away and then like it. Yeah. And then I notice I'm not listening and it's, 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 hey, can you go ahead and write that down? Cause I don't, I didn't get any of that. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. It's even better if I can just talk to somebody without looking at them because then I can actually yeah. listen. I had, I had a conversation with Jax one time um, when he was little. Um, cause I would ask him to do something and he wouldn't be looking at me. And I'm like, Hey, I need you to look at me when I'm telling you something. And he said, dad, when I have to look at you and make eye contact, I'm focusing on that so hard that I'm not listening. And I was like, shit. Okay. I'm sorry, dude. And now what I'll do is I'll tell him, I'll, I'll ask him, I'm like, Hey, I need you to do this, 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 and this. And he's not looking at me. I'm like, did you hear me? He's like, yeah, you just said, I, you, I need to do this, this, this. I'm like, cool. Okay. Like, it's so it's so crazy these things that were like burned into our brains that we had to do to you have to show respect by 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 grabbing someone's hand and squeezing real hard but not too hard but squeezing hard enough and looking them right in the eye because if you don't then you're a pussy and it's like what yeah like that all right cool people are judging me on the way I shake their hand like what if I just don't want to touch them 
I'm totally still somebody who's like a good handshake means a lot. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I didn't say that it I didn't say that I don't notice it. Okay. If I shake somebody's hand and I'm getting like a firm handshake, I'm like, yeah, good for them. All right. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It 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 doesn't go both ways. It's not yeah. a matter of like if you uh are like you don't want to shake hands or whatever, fine, I don't give a shit. Um but yeah, if I shake somebody's hand, they have like a yeah. solid firm handshake. Yeah. Um you know, and yeah, and they're not trying to like squeeze my fucking fingers and be a dick about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that I'm paying attention. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Next one. Next question. What do you got for us? Random question generator. Hmm. <laughs> What's the next hmm. thing that you need to cross off your list? I'm going to leave it as vague as that question. I'm curious what list it is that you guys have of something that you need to get done. We'll start with you, Mr. Rambo. Uh, there are shelves on either side of our TV. Um, there's little shelving units. There's three, there's six shelves total. And the top three of each of them has been set up and ready to go since about a couple months after we moved in. And the bottom three have been, just filled with random bullshit for about a year now uh and it's bugging the fuck out of katie and she's like please please just finish this <laughs> there's still boxes filled with like random knickknacks and toys and things just i need you to decide what's going on so that's that is what i will be doing immediately after i get off this call <laughs> <laughs> um i mean mine is i feel like mine could be twofold because I'm, I'm not home if i were home it'd be laundry because you know i've been doing this thing for the last week or two that like you know you put them on the bed saying that you're gonna fold and put them away and then they're still on the bed and days go by so when i get home it'll it'll probably <laughs> it'll it'll uh, probably uh probably be that uh, but here it's going to be chopping up food to uh, make tacos later. Huh. If I'm just going for like the day-to-day -day operational stuff, it would be um, get dressed because I'm currently wearing pajama pants and the closest hoodie I could find to throw on. Um, <laughs> so that would be the next thing. Um, if we're look looking big picture, it's figure out living situation um, because the scary realization of um, if you don't buy a house um, eventually um, you can't ever retire because you'll just have to keep paying rent for the rest of your life. And that's a scary fucking prospect. So uh, got to buy a house. Woo! Really excited about that. Cause it's not like the housing market sucks dick and the interest rates are horrible um, or anything like that. But now you get an insight into the extra things that go on in my brain, because I never think of just one small thing. There's always 75 other things attached to it because uh, ADHD is the worst goddamn thing on the face of the planet. <laughs> um, especially if you're trying to get shit done because like you can't yeah. think linearly. It's never like, let me do this and then this and then this, and then I'll be done. It's like, well, let me think of this. And then let me think of these 17,000 other things too. And I won't even get the first thing on my list done because it was just something simple. Like, um, once you organize your desk so that there's not crap everywhere. Some, yeah, I, <laughs> I couldn't put those shelves up because I hadn't put the speakers up. And by that, I mean, install the speakers on the wall. Yeah. 
10 feet from the shelves. So you have to, did you already do the speakers? Oh yeah. The speakers, they're, they're both up. They're both physically up now. Yeah. But the reasoning was I wanted to install the speakers, which meant I had to run the speaker wire from the speakers to back down to the receiver. And I wanted to hide it, which meant I had to go get raceway to install the speaker wire. There we go. Um, but I then, ha before I could do that, I didn't take measurements to figure out how much raceway I needed and what kind of corner brakes I would need. Um, and once all that was, I, I, but I couldn't put the shelves up because the shelves were going to be going in front of the raceway and uh, I couldn't set any of that up until I had, yeah, it was, it was just, it was, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's always fun to be able to be like, I can't do a until I do um seven yeah yeah You're like what <laughs> yeah exactly and exactly. then you walk through it and and they and and that's the thing is like you walk through it and you're like this is this is the process that it has to go through yeah and they're like what are you talking about yeah I'm like it just and now the problem i'm running into is i didn't set up my fucking uh switch when I set up the shelves because I drew a little hole in the back of the shelf to run the wire out of, and I didn't set up enough. I I'm laughing. Cause I know I'm sorry <laughs> that we both have this and the I, shelves yeah. have lamps on top of them yeah. and they run behind the shelf. And yeah. if I wanted to move the shelf, I have to, be mindful of the lamp and I have to remove, I have to undo the bracket behind the shelf and yeah. then move that. And then, but then the wire, there's only so much wire. That means there's only so much slack behind the, and I. Do you also find yourself, I mean, maybe you don't do the same thing that I do, but anytime I do something like this, where it becomes that like snowball effect, I always like kick myself and I'm always just like, you know, if you were better at planning, none of this would have happened. Like if you actually thought this out before you jumped in, like, and it just becomes this like endless cycle of like hatred of like, man, I wish I was good at this. And then it's like, well, let me just get it done. The thing is we're excellent at it. Yeah. The problem is we just, and that's, that's the problem. Yeah is we have thought of all of the steps that have yeah. to be done. And because of that, it feels very intimidating because there's, it's not, it's not one thing. There's a dozen things I have to do before yeah. I can do any of these things. Yeah. And, and, and it's especially frustrating when somebody's like, Oh, I just want you to do the final, pro the final step in this process. All I want is the final step. And you're like, I can't do the final step until I do the 15 things in front of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, yeah. well then start doing that. And, 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 and really, and I've seen this, this post going around uh, Facebook recently. It's the, uh, it's not the guilt of like, Oh, if you were a better planner, it's the guilt of you finally start doing the thing you've been avoiding for days, weeks, months, and it takes you 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's, yep. 
well, why didn't you do this earlier? You wasted so much time. You made this so much more difficult for yourself and whoever else it affects. There's it, it, You now carry the guilt of, oh, I could have just knocked this out super easily so much longer ago. So that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't mental health fun, guys? <laughs> um, here, this one. This one's a little more fun and a little less... Uh deep um have have you ever seen a movie that you thought was better than the book because typically what do you always hear oh well, the book was so much better uh, i guess we can go with tv series as well if they if there was a uh, tv series that was turned into or a book that was turned into a tv series um as somebody who read fight club and also watched the movie i think the movie might be better the book's really fucking good. But like when they were making the movie, Chuck Palahniuk, uh was actually like on set with David Fincher as they were directing that movie. And they added that the, essentially the love story of, of Tyler and Marla, because that didn't exist in the book. And as that happened, Chuck was like, fuck, that's a great idea. Why didn't I think of that? That's so much better than my shitty ending. Like it's, so, like, just the fact that the author was just like, yeah, that's that's a great ending. Damn, that's better than what I put on. I, I think that has something to do with it. But I think that it's also – so many people watched that movie and didn't get it. Like, they were just like, oh, it's cool. People fighting. This is great. I love, love people, people fighting. It's wonderful. Not realizing the commentary that it was on, like, like the masculine society and toxic masculinity and – um the what i mean shit look at it now like look at how predictive that movie like prophetic that movie was of like people stuck in shit jobs with no way to move up and that being the majority of your workforce like people like looking for some sort of like meaning to their life and like and having to find it through beating the shit out of each other um yeah so i would say i would say that but i mean again like we're talking about like one is a 9.6 and the other one's a 9.5 because they're both really, really fucking good. Um, MC, Rambo, whoever wants to go, if you guys got one. Um, I'm, not sure. I'm not sure if I have one. I have tried to read The Hobbit no less than four times and can't get past the first, like, 30 pages. <laughs> I've watched the Lord of the Rings movie several times. I will leave that at that. That's a really good point. Tolkien is um, densely packed. It's a lot. And uh, for some people, I mean, like, for example, um, Led Zeppelin loves them because they reference them all the time in their fucking songs. Um, they loved reading it. Um, I'm the same way. I, I read it. I read the Lord of the Rings trilogy when I was a kid because I was stuck at home with uh, pneumonia. I was, I was sick for like, like three weeks. It was miserable, but that should say something to you that the only way I was able to read that book was when I was bedridden. Um, in the nineties when I was like, all right, I played all my video games. So <laughs> let's read this giant tome. I agree with you. That, that is, yeah. The Lord of the Rings movies are easy to watch. They change some things in them. Cause, and like, it's so funny that people who love the books, they're always just like, well, Tom Bombadil's not in it. Tom Bombadil was a bard. He was just a dude walking around singing. And like, they're like, well, how come he wasn't in the movie? 
Do you really need that in a in an action adventure movie? Because like, it's a fucking left turn out of nowhere. Yeah. He's there briefly. Yeah. He's very useful and then he disappears and it doesn't come up again. Yeah. It's fucking strange. Yeah. Yeah. Like it it feels it feels like either an idea that Tolkien uh wanted to do something else with and just never got around to it or um he had fully planned to do something else with and his editor was like no no we're not doing anything else with that move along all right what's really funny um let me see if i can find it so apparently tolkien and c.s lewis uh, were friends but they had like a rivalry where they would like shit on each other like back and forth uh tolkien was a medievalist who loved the myths and legends of the past while lewis was more interested in contemporary literature and pop culture this caused some tension between them especially as lewis became more popular than tolkien in the 50s <laughs> um there was a meme if i remember correctly of them like basically going back and forth and just like sniping at each other where like Tolkien would be sitting, like they'd be in a bar together and like having a conversation with somebody else. And Tolkien would be like, you know, it's really lame. A story where there is a fucking uh, magical lamp on the street <laughs> and a fucking lion. And CS Lewis would be like, you son of a bitch. And like try to come across the table. Fantastic. You know what else is lame? Talking trees. Like, I mean, yeah, like stuff like that. Like it's, I'm trying to see if I can find it. Let me see it. There it is. Yeah. Um, C.S. Lewis, you can never get a cup of tea large enough or a book long enough to suit me. J.R.L. Tolkien pull, uh, pulls down one volume of the Lord of Rings with appendices. C.S. Lewis narrows eyes. How much tea you got? <laughs> <laughs> oh, C.S. Lewis, uh, I made you a character in my book, J.R.R. Tolkien. Me too. Lewis, you're the man who created the wardrobe that leads to Narnia. Tolkien, dot, dot, dot. Lewis, who, who am I? Tolkien, a tree. Lewis, dot, 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 dot. Tolkien, but like, you know, like a cool talking tree. <laughs> Outstanding. Outstanding. Um, yeah, Mr. Mister uh, Brooks walked away for a second. I'm trying to think of any others that were like the movies were better than the books or the original source material. Um, I, I can't really think of any, like other than that. Um, there, there's some stuff with, um, there's some Stephen King stuff that is, I don't know, man. Cause those are, Oh the, uh, yeah. shit. The fucking ending of it. Uh, uh, it chapter two is, or it, uh, the, the, no, the first volume um, is, uh, you know, not having the child orgy uh, is definitely a better idea. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. Hey, we just got through this harrowing uh, ordeal where we uh, fought off a, an evil monster that feeds off of our fear. How should we God, celebrate? Let's all fuck. Like... Well, it's, it's not so much celebration. <laughs> and that, and that's that's the thing about. Arctic, yeah. About that whole thing is, is it's it's. That story is very clearly about um, the transition between childhood and adulthood. There are a bunch of very clear um, uh, narrative devices. There's a, there's um, a thing about there's the 
there are two libraries in town. There's the adult, there's like the main library, which is like for the adults. And there's the smaller library, which is the children's library. And there's a vestibule. There's a, or like, like a breezeway that connects the two of them. And so like, there's, there's like a literal, like birth passage kind of thing. Like it's, it's a rite of passage. Uh, <laughs> like you have to go from like through this little hallway to get from childhood to adulthood. And so there's a bunch of things like that throughout the book. And I mean, the fact that, like, it keeps jumping between when they're children and when they're adults and, you know, uh, how childhood trauma will follow you for the rest of your life. You don't deal with it and you just run away from it. You're not actually you're not actually um, making peace with the with your demons. You're just, you know, ignoring them for a while. So, like, the thing about that whole sequence is isolated. There are parts of it where you're like. Yeah, I see how this ties to the overall story you're telling, but no, <laughs> like I know what you were going for. I no, I got you. I hear you, but um, yeah, no, nah, <laughs> man, no, yeah, no, no, it's okay because it was Beverly's idea. Stop stop it <laughs> just <laughs> fucking no man <laughs> like knock it off <laughs> yeah it's 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 a lot it's a lot mt did you think of any um uh, the I movie or really tv show is better than the source material see like i kind of feel a little conflicted because I think the only thing that really came to mind was like the Hunger Games, but I don't even know if, if it's. I think like there are things that the movies did better, but I don't know if if, if it collectively is overall better. Yeah. Um. That if I had to get something, I would probably I would probably pick that, but I can't really think of anything else, honestly. No worries. We will move on to the next randomly generated question. Okay, that one's pretty funny, and I can leave with this this one. What's the funniest <laughs> false thing that you convinced people were true? <laughs> if you want, I'll get us get us going. So there's a uh, there's a large Jesus statue in uh, Stafford on Route One. For anybody who's been down here, you've seen it before. It's just Jesus on the cross, just hanging out there. And I had a buddy, um, Cody, and Cody's wife um, Chelsea is one of is one of our writers on GTR. Um, so hi Cody, hi Chelsea. Um, so when Cody first moved here because he's from Kentucky, right? I was telling him about the big Jesus statue. And I was like, and if you go there, Cody, there's some buttons, and if you push them, he'll talk. And he's like, really? Jesus will talk? I was like, yeah. You put, believe in me, and my sins will be redeemed. And he was like, oh, that's so cool. And he goes there. He's like, I couldn't find the buttons. Was I looking in the right place? And I was like, Cody, I was just fucking with you, man. Like. There's no talking statues. And Cody, God bless him. He was just like, huh, yeah, that's a good one, Mike. Like, didn't even get mad at me. You got me. You hey, got me again. Yeah, you got me, man. Yeah. You son of a bitch. Yeah. He, um, so there, he, because I was watching Justified. He's from Kentucky. He would, we would watch it like simultaneously. But there is a, um, a ginger ale that is Kentucky, that is like specific to Kentucky. And it says, like, it's like the word ale, then the number eight, and then the word one written out. And that is a, 
a late one is what they call it. And it's like a popular ginger ale in, in Kentucky. And if you watch the show, it's in there at various points, but he got me a six pack of that. And he was just like, I, fi- I got a six pack. You got a six pack. I figure we can drink some ginger ale while we're watching this. And I was like, fuck yeah, we can. That's a great idea. So shout out to Cody. Nice. What about you, Rambo? Any any wild pranks that you pulled? Uh, no, Mike. I'm not a liar. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> no, I just I can't think of anything. Um, <laughs> Thanks for bringing up that childhood trauma. Appreciate. That. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> occasionally it'll, it, it's 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 it'll it, it, yeah it's never anything like big or or um, yeah. My uh, I guess like my favorite recently um was um so uh will austin friend of the show uh is a wonderful person and he is um he's a really sweet funny super charming guy um and he is an excellent mark um he, you can so easily fuck with will and and like the the, the the things that i love the most about him is will will get he doesn't i mean i've seen him get angry but he doesn't get angry he gets exasperated he is such a cartoon character in his reaction sometimes and it is we were at um our friends uh Josh and Rachel's place. Um there was some kind of party or going or, or, or gathering going on. It might have been for um uh Rachel's birthday or something, but uh, a bunch of people were in the living room. Uh Will is sitting on this little love seat. I come in, I sit next to him, and at some point I don't know why, but at some point I just take my hand and, and like, he insists on using the word caress. That is not what I did. I <laughs> just kind of like this. I just, I, I just took my hand and I, <laughs> I ran it down the length of his face. You paint, paintbrushed him. You paintbrushed him. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, a good way to yeah, put it. Yeah. But I did it on his right side everybody else in the room is on his left side and nina his wife is on his left and like rachel and a bunch of other people are all they're all everybody's there no one saw this happen no one knows it happened and we were just like kind of chit-chatting and i went meh and and he's like what the fuck why why would you do that why it's like what are you talking to rambo just rubbed his hand on my face i was like will why would you lie to this room full of people about this like why would you make that up that's such an absurd thing to do and he's god damn it i and i was like why would you say that and i did it again and no again no one saw he's like motherfucker losing his fucking mind oh my god he's like he did it again i'm like are you serious will in front of your wife in front of our friends, you would lie about me? One of your oldest friends. Like, we went to school together, man. Like, why would you think that was okay? <laughs> and I think I might have done it a third time. 
but he's he's such an excellent sport and he's so he's like just the funniest sweetest motherfucker and god he gets so wound up so easily um so yeah that's not a big thing it's yeah it was definitely fucking entertaining <laughs> that's um shout out to all the people out there who are good sports for for assholes like yeah. us who who take advantage of that because cody is the same one that i told the nacho libre creator of taco bell story too when i've, I've told you guys that story right i think so we were like we were, after we we both worked night shift at, at um i almost said it <laughs> um at that place that we both that, that we both worked um and one night we were finishing up and I was like, man, I'm hungry. I think I'm going to go get some Taco Bell. And he's like, oh yeah, I'll go. I'll go too. And I was like, hey, just hop in my van. We'll go. And then like one other guy with us, we all, we all went. Right. So we're sitting in my minivan, we're eating Taco Bell. And Cody's like, man, I wonder how they came up with the name Taco Bell. And me again, being an asshole. Oh uh, yes. yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there was this, there was this monk, you know, and he ran an orphanage and he would always make tacos for the children, right? And in order to let them know that the tacos were ready, he would ring a bell, the Taco Bell. The and taco he's like, bell. that's amazing. And I'm like, that's bullshit, Cody. It's not real. And he's like, <laughs> really? He's like, that's a good story, man. God damn it. <laughs> wow. Cody. That's no. amazing. <laughs> what a great guy. Ringing a bell for tacos. <laughs> Yeah, like that's the thing. Like I, I, I have, uh, uh I, I put out that kind of air of like, yeah. oh, he, he's telling the truth. He knows what he, what you're like. Yeah, same. We're all better off that I'm not a worse person. <laughs> I feel like I could, I could kind of put myself in like a like a Trump kind of position, like or like a cult leader position. Um. Because people believe me when I say things, and they shouldn't just assume that I'm right. Yes. Because um, half the time I'm like, well, I think it might be this, 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 and this, and, and maybe that thing, and and this could be the answer for that. Oh, you just told me a fact. Whoa, stop. No. <laughs> I just... I told you the thing I that was just, the funniest thing that popped in my head is what I did. Yeah. Or or I yeah. or I just supposed my way through yeah. uh like like a, a kind of like seemingly logical A to B to C conversation. Um don't think that what I just said is actually factual. It was very much a series of guesses. Um but yeah, occasionally <laughs> like it's just easy to be like and and apparently I'm 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 just I'm good at selling um sarcasm as truth <laughs> and, Same. and oh wow yeah that, is that what's really going on no man i'm just fucking with you that's <laughs> not fucking real. Around. stop like you gotta be a little more critical with what you're thinking you you're you're, you're, you're <laughs> mc tell up for failure mc tell me you have a good <laughs> prank like this i i'm a terrible pranker like <laughs> i i i'm awful and it's largely because I don't know how to shut the hell up. So like, I'm not very, I'm not, I'm like, I can say something and I was, and having a bad memory. So like, I might, I might even try to pull one over on someone and I will forget the very thing I told you three sentences ago. So <laughs> I just avoid it altogether. I, that is not my area of expertise. Yeah. I have very little inventory that I that I that I can actively remember about that. That's that's funny. Normally I can't shut up either as you know shocker as you guys all know. Um but when I have a good 
line cast out there and I need to shut up just to make it convinced. Like all of a sudden my brain goes into overdrive and it's like, no, 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 we got this. If we're going to make somebody laugh and this is going to be a good joke, oh, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, see how this goes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I will move on to the next one because I I love these. Like has has anybody, and this is, we're not talking about a person that you know, a random act of kindness. So somebody that you do not know at all has anybody ever had, had like received a random act of kindness that you still remember vividly? I wish I could say yes. Um, or at least not that I can remember. I'll say yeah. that much. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I've never been in a position. I I've, I've tried to like help a couple folks here and there, but yeah, yeah. I've never uh, uh, been in a position where I uh, needed such a thing. Yeah. Um, I, it was me and Sandy and we were, I think we had just started dating. Right. And we were going out to going out to eat. Um, and we went to, uh, CC's when, you know, the CC's pizza buffet was still a thing. Um, and we got there and we went to pay and I reached into my pocket to grab my wallet and my wallet was gone. And I was like, Oh no. And Sandy's like, what? And I was like, do you have your wallet on you? She's like, no, I didn't. I, I didn't bring it. Um, and I was like, fuck, I was like, I left my wallet at home. And I looked at the, the guy at the counter. I was like, Hey, you know, I left my wallet at home. Forget it. This dude, like, cause he had done like, I, he was like delivering. Cause there was like a home Depot over here. Right. He was like a delivery guy for home Depot. He's like, no, 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 no. Y'all eat. I got this. And I was like, you don't have to do that, man. It, it's fine. We have the money. I just left my wallet at home. He's like, no, 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 it's, it's fine. And I was like, are you sure? Cause like, you don't, he's like, no, it's too late. I've already paid. Like not life changing. It's not like, and you know, because of that pizza, I was able to become president of the United States. No, like it was, it was just pizza. It was just fucking pizza buffet. I think it was like six bucks a person, but it was just like, I, that still sticks with me. That, that random dude who didn't have to do that, did that. And like, that's awesome. And I love, I love when people do those sorts of things. Not this whole, like, I'm going to buy the drink for the person behind me in Starbucks. Ah, No, like we're, we're talking like, the situation comes up and you have the opportunity to be a decent person or just a nice person. And like, sometimes that goes a long way. Um, and like, I wish I could think of instances where I've done, Oh, I, during the pandemic, um, I went to the Wawa and, uh, the person behind the counter, you could just tell was frazzled. It was, she was maybe like 16, 17 years old. And this customer was just ripping into her, just ripping into her about the mask thing, was going off about like all these like th- conspiracy theories and how we're fascists because Wawa was making her wear wear a mask while she was in there. And I saw Ooh, the little girl like off lady. I saw the little girl like tear up. And I told the customer, I was like, hey, can you stop? And she was like, excuse me. And I was like, did I stutter? I was like, leave her alone. This isn't that big a deal. I was like, pay for your gas and get the fuck out. And she was just like, well, what's it to And like everybody else, I was the loud voice. And then everybody else in the Wawa was like, yeah, hey, get out. Just pay for your gas and get out, lady. So like behind the counter, the lady, the girl was like, oh, you know, thank you. It's just been rough. And I was like, I, I know it's been rough. She's like, I haven't even been able to go get um, my pizza that I ordered from Domino's. And Domino's is like maybe like like four doors down, right? Little strip mall right next to her. Yeah. I was like, what's your name? And she was like, oh, it's Caitlin. I was like, you want me to just go grab your pizza for you? She's like, you don't have to. I was like, Man, I'm going to I'm gonna go get it. And I just went and got it. And I came back and she was just like, oh, thank you so much. I was like, it, it's pizza, you know? Like, don't don't worry about it. Like, yeah. it's So <laughs> now that I think about it, I also have a pizza-related story. <laughs> um, oh, sure. I don't 
uh, I have no memory of this, but I've, I've heard this story a couple of times from my mom. Um, we had, you know, she had ordered pizza for dinner for, uh, for all of us. And, um, you know, it was like two or three pizzas. Like, you know, it's, it's a fair amount of money. And, um, dude shows up and she's only got a 50 and he's like, I don't have change for that. And she's like, well, I, fuck. Uh, oh, no. And me and my little sister are probably like four or five years old. And we are just fucking here like pizza. Fuck yeah. And like dancing around and having a great time. Just like super excited about it. And the delivery driver looks at us and looks at her. And my mom's just like, ah, like near tears. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I, uh, and he's like, tell you what, it's on me. And he just gives her the food and he takes off. And we had pizza that night. Wow. That's yeah, awesome. awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's not a huge thing, but it's like, no. it, I, I heard that story at least a dozen times as I was growing up. Yeah. So it's something that definitely made a real serious impact on, uh, on her. But that's and that's that's yeah. the thing is that that's little things can make a big difference and like because your mom like you said your mom talked about it a million times after the fact like those little things can go a long way um yeah i love hearing stories like that man it's it's always inspiring you know like the, yeah and for all we know this guy was going to quit this pizza job anyways so like yeah. he's like fuck it like <laughs> here have some free pizza like we don't know all the backstory and that's what makes it even better in my opinion. MC, you got anything like this? Uh, really not really nothing I can think of offhand. Like, I mean, I've witnessed a lot of stuff like when I was working retail, cause I used to be in the layaway department and you know, that used to be a, used to be a thing of people wanting to pay off, you know, people's, you know, like layaways and stuff during the holidays or sometimes covering for others. But like, for me personally, I can't really think. I really can't think of anything offhand. I feel like we keep giving you questions that you haven't had answers for, man. Let me. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, dang, I was like, I, I don't know. That that one I kind of skipped because I don't want to out you. Um, it, it was like, what weird thing do you do when no one else is around? And I'm like, do we really want to blow up a spot like that? That's not cool. Let's not do that. <laughs> um. <laughs> that one's fucked up. Can you name five things you wouldn't do for a million dollars? Ain't much. Uh, that just gets <laughs> yeah. It just starts getting like real dark. Yeah, yeah. like I said, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow, these are man. We got to find a yeah. Some of these are really really dark. At what age did you? This is good. At what age did you think you would become an adult? And when do you actually think you did? Usually, I think. I think for most of, I think like most people, you know, kind of thought like, oh yeah, once I hit twenty-one, is it? You know, I can, I can drink, I can own this, I can do this and that. Um, to be truth be told, I, I want to say probably not till my thirties. I think. I think. Yeah. You know, like there's no. I mean, like there's no like manual for like adulthood or like learning how to like figure, figure stuff out. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you kind of only really learn through just like life experience and whatnot. 
Yeah. And I think, um, you know, I spent a lot of time in my twenties, especially, you know, like I wasn't, in, I wasn't doing therapy. I was kind of like, um, doing like retail therapy and just doing other stuff thinking that it would like, you know, make me feel better and like help me get like go along the way. But I think it really wasn't until like my thirties where I was just like, you know, you realize that like, Hey, that's just not working. <laughs> Um, and then like at some point too, you have to be able to just take care of yourself and take care of, you know, the, the people you care about. And like, you know, my, my parents are not getting any, any, uh, younger and, you know, you kind of, I'm sure you both uh, probably, uh, have experienced this to some degree, but you kind of get little reminders as they get older of just how finite life is. Um, yeah. when it's like, oh, they can't do that the way that they always did, you know, yeah. growing up and whatnot too. So it kind of also made me kind of really try to reframe my own thinking and my own decision-making just for, you know, myself, but not only for them as well. Rambo, what about you, man? Um, well... I guess I thought I'd be an adult when I was in my 20s because um, that just, you know, the the time when I felt that, felt consciously about what it would be like to, you know, not be a kid anymore, that seemed so far off. Um, but then, you know, time kept on moving along and I didn't really feel much different. Uh, the the bummer of an answer is I probably felt the most like an adult after my dad died. Cause that meant both my parents were gone. Um, and you know, you kind of have to be a grown up, yeah. but you know, growing up with a bipolar mother and a alcoholic father, I kind of felt like a, I guess like an adult for most of my life. Cause there was a lot of responsibility you would take on a lot sooner than you'd expect. Um, so it's, I mean, I, I don't really, I still don't really feel like one. I mean, like we own a fucking house. I'll, yeah. be, I'll be 40 in May and I still am like, eh, growing up, uh, whatever. Uh, the, the more fun and most accurate answer is I feel like an adult anytime I am with someone in their 20s or younger. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I instant. I'm like, I'm. I am a an old soul, but I can relate to any and everyone. And old people are the worst. And blah blah blah. And then I hear a fucking teenager talk about what they think are problems, or I hear a twenty something use any amount of slang, and I'm just like, I am an old man, and I need these fucking <laughs> youths away from me right now. Um. Yeah, so there's yep. there's a little bit of variety for you. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, the the sad answer is, um, I got forced to have to make adult decisions as a child, and that sucked. Um, being eighteen and being, um, without going into all of my trauma, um, things weren't great with my dad, and my stepmom, and. Some of that was on me, but a lot of it was on the fact that I had a mental health disorder that they refused to get me help for. Because um, I was told you can't be on medication for ADHD because that would turn you into a zombie. So there's that. Um, and then all of these things that I had problems with, you, you, you're telling lies all of the time. Guess who does that? ADHD kids, because there's a massive dopamine kick when you lie and you get that rush of like, oh, I just told a lie. Now I have to try to remember my lie. 
because your brain can't help it. Trust me. There were so many times that I got in trouble for lying about dumb shit. And I was like, why did I do that? Now I know why, because I finally figured this out, but getting kicked out of my parents' house when I was 18 and the only place I could go was move in with a friend. And I wasn't ready to live on my own. I was nowhere near that, but I had to figure that shit out. And it didn't work out. So many times you hear these stories about like, you know, you were forced to grow up and you, you know, yada, yada, yada. And it worked out for the best. No, the fuck it did not. Because mm -hmm. being forced to grow up like that, I also had to join the army and find out how fucked up that is right after 9-11. Um, on top of the fact that like I had these like glimmers of like, wow, you're you're really, really smart, Mike. And you're really, really capable. But how come you can't consistently do that? And I would ask myself the same question. I don't know why I can't consistently do that. And again, the answer is because I wasn't getting the help that I needed with the mental health issues that I had. Um, the fun answer is, um, the first time I had to yell at kids, um, and they, they called me, sir, uh, <laughs> Jax and I were playing basketball at the YMCA and these other kids were being punk asses and they were like drop kicking basketballs across the court and they hit Jax and Jax goes, ow, that hurt. And I turned around and I put my dad voice on. I was like, Hey, knock it off. And they were like, we're sorry, sir. And I'm like, fuck, I'm an adult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, shit. I guess I am. Uh, and children misbehaving yeah, yeah. i'm a grown-up yeah. i'm an old old man the adult in the room yeah, yeah exactly and like with like with i refer to them as kids all the time my employees at work even though they're all in their 20s or 30s i still call them kids um there's so many times that like it's it's not even so much that like i feel like you said you know the youth start using youth terms and it makes me feel old no what makes it just makes me feel more like a dad where like they have stuff going on in their lives and I'm like helping them with it or I'm helping them with stuff at work or like they do something to piss me off. And like, I had one of my people that's worked for me longer than any of the other ones. And uh, we were having a conversation and they did something stupid and I pulled them aside and I was like, we need to talk about this thing. And they were like, are you mad at me? And I was like, I mean a little, but really I'm more. And they were like, don't fucking say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm just kind of dis. And they were like, fucking don't say it. And I was like, I'm kind of disappointed. And they were like, God, you use the dad shit on me. And I was like, I was like, I know you can do better. And they were like, fuck you. God damn it. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, honestly, MC, like you, like, I didn't really feel like I was an adult until I was in my thirties. The twenties just seemed like, let's see how many mistakes I can make and hopefully not yep. like get sent to prison or die. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so here we are. Hooray. I won, I guess. Uh, <laughs> all right. We'll do, you know what? Let's do, we'll do one more and then we can, we can wrap it up here. Um, let's try to find a fun one. Jesus Christ. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Okay. We'll go with this one. Would you prefer to leave where your hometown and never come back or stay in your hometown and never be able to leave. Oh, the first. Yeah, right? Yeah, the first. first Indisputably the first. Like, the idea of staying in my hometown gives, gives me anxiety just thinking about it right now. Like, yeah. can you imagine every, especially for, for you know, neuro, neuro spicy folk like us, being reminded of every single mistake you ever made growing up, being reminded of every single time you didn't do something right and never being able to move on from that because, and I mean, maybe this is the distorted reality that I had, but I felt like that happened all the time. 
And like, maybe it didn't, maybe people didn't care, but like, I feel like you were always being held accountable for shit that happened when you were like in your teens. Um, Mm -hmm. But like also in living here and living in Fredericksburg and growing up in Woodbridge, um, Woodbridge is a weird town. It has a weird vibe. Nobody wants to be in Woodbridge. And I know that sounds funny and like flippant, like I'm making (laughs) some joke about Woodbridge, but it really isn't. Nobody's from Woodbridge. There's very few natives that grew up there. It's all transplants. It's all people who are on military orders or working for the government or moved here for a job in DC, like whatever it is. So there's no loyalty to this town. There's no loyalty to the city. There's no loyalty to the region. People don't give a fuck about the roads or the parks or anything like that because it's not theirs. And the biggest difference between Fredericksburg and there is one, that place is a little more progressive, right? Here it's a little more countryfied, a little more like, um, redneck is i guess the best way to put it or toothless well, that also works um but there's some town pride here people give a fuck about fredericksburg people want to be in fredericksburg it's honestly if you want a microcosm of it it's when the um minor league baseball team they're now the fredericksburg nationals they used to be the potomac nationals nobody went to that fucking baseball stadium to go see them play ever not only that they didn't put any money into the stadium opposing teams when they came into play had to sign a waiver that said that they wouldn't sue because the uh, locker room and bathroom situations were subpar the standard that major league baseball had set for all minor league baseball teams. That's how shitty this place was. And let's be real. Okay. This is not a, a rundown area. Woodbridge is pretty affluent. There's plenty of people that have money. The owner of that team had money. So them not doing the upgrades is horseshit. They come to Fredericksburg and they build them a brand new stadium that is gorgeous. Like it has updated amenity. Like everything's amazing. They have concerts there all the time. Like Jason Derulo was there. I know that doesn't sound like a big name, but like for Fredericksburg, Jason Derulo is a pretty big fucking name. <laughs> um, but like that's that's the kind of town I wish I grew up in when I was a, when I was a kid. It's people that actually gave a fuck about things. They gave a, a fuck about the area that, that they're from um, as opposed to this like I'm just living here and my eyes are always cast north towards DC. And like, that sucks to have a hometown like that. So long answer that, that basically could have just been like, Nope, I want to move out. I'm thinking we're all in the same boat here, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I like, I mean, like I was in DC proper, but it's, you know, like I still work in DC now and like, I'm there every, I'm there every day. I've, you know, sometimes still pass by places that I, you know, remember being when I was younger. But like the city, by and large, is very unrecognizable now. Like it's not the same DC that I remember for better and for 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 worse. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff here, but it's also like a lot of the spirit of what made the city so great just doesn't really exist anymore. Ooh, and a lot sucks. of that, yeah, and, and and a lot of that is because of well got a lot of shitty people in charge uh in various varying positions even currently um who have actively made a you know made a decision to just just to just disregard so many you know landmarks and things that you know made the city the city i mean like yes and, and when i say that i'm not obviously talking about like the museums or like the landmarks like the, the stuff the tourists come for it's the stuff that, like, when you're native to this area, you know, you know, you get the best stuff for here over here. This is a cool, cool place to hang out um, after work. Like, there's, <clears throat> there used to be such a vibrancy and um, 
I don't mean this racially, but like a color to the city that just made it really awesome to just be here. It was like, it was, I was, it was like, it makes sense when you, why so many people that, you know, didn't live in DC proper would say that they wanted to be from here because it was cool as fuck. Like, yeah, yeah. DC's awesome. But like yeah. now it's, it's very much not that. And like, there's a lot of cool stuff in DC now, but like, it's, it just feels, it feels just kind of soulless and, and empty, you know, like, yeah, it, it's not it's not as great as it as it once was. And, you know, many of the people um, who live there are people who are not from here, who have no connection to the area whatsoever. Um, and like that's not just not to, you know, dump on any transplants or, or anything like that. But it's just like, you know, a lot of the stuff that's happening was not done in the best interest of the people or the families that have always been here. It's just been for people happier with money and we can see how money has changed so much of being here so like as much as i you know i still see remnants of 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 stuff here i don't can't say i'd want to still i I would want to i would necessarily want to stay here and that's not without even getting into like the personal parts that we kind of alluded to earlier about like having memories of you know bad things that happened over here or, you know, when this happens, you know, over there or like my old neighborhood. Um, so, yeah, I, I would very much, yeah, I, I would very much want to get out. I wouldn't want to be stuck there. Yeah. It's and it's interesting growing up in this in, in northern Virginia or the D.C. metro area, um, because even if you don't stay in your hometown, you can be close to it, but be in a completely different area. And it's not a far trip. Like that's like Woodbridge yeah. to Fredericksburg is what twenty five miles. I'm not far from my hometown, but it's a completely different place. Completely different, as far as like the vibe, the attitude, all of that. Um, so it's it's I wouldn't say like the best of both worlds, but like it definitely mm-hmm. allows for you to branch out without having to go all the way across the country. Um, remember, I know you grew up in in Maryland. I don't remember exactly where in Maryland. Hyattsville, Maryland, between yeah. Bladensburg and Riverdale. Do you ever go? Uh, do you ever go back, or is it just very, like there's no reason for you to? Um, well, I mean, like the, you know, my my dad's not around anymore, so there's no reason to go back to the house I grew up in. Yeah. Um, my grandmother passed away, so there's no reason really to go back to Riverdale. Um. Uh, to, I mean, I'm not the kind of guy that like goes to visit his high school. Um, yeah, which man. even if I did, uh, the building I went to school in doesn't exist anymore. Um, yeah, it got my my senior oh. year of high school, we got bussed out to Bel Air, um, uh, just outside of Bowie. Um, I've talked I've talked about this before, right? About the the like the building layout. I think so. Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah. So I mean, the short version is that um, back in the 40s or 50s, uh, PG County decided to use the same building template for multiple schools uh, spread out over the county. Um, and that included Nicholas Orem, where I went to middle school. And it also included uh, the Bel Air Middle School, where I went, where I was uh, required to go back for... Uh, high school for my senior year so my senior year of high school was like going back to middle school it was the exact same building layout it was the the same uh, campus design it was it was the same fucking thing it was fucking surreal um but uh but yeah they tore down uh the original Bladesburg high school and then built 
what really looks like a mental health facility. It's not quite a prison, but it's not quite a hospital. Um, it's got really <laughs> tall, narrow windows. Um, I don't know about y'all, but that's kind of what my high school looked like. It's just fucking weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, every now and then I'll 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 be like like uh, an aunt of mine still lives out there, and um, occasionally I'll I'll go out that way, and um, I don't know. Wow, that's hideous. It's I, really, I just, I just, I just yeah. looked it up. Wow. That fucking sheet metal thing, that weird, like kind of like like metal tumor off the off the front of the building. Um, yeah. That serves zero purpose beyond aesthetics. It's literally plywood and sheet metal. That's it. Um, and it is not pleasant to look at. Jesus, um, it, it looks like an FBI building. It's very strange yeah. looking. It is, yeah. It and looks it, like bad this... things go on in there, like people doing secretive mm -hmm. things that you shouldn't know about. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was this like at least interesting looking like red brick building um beforehand, and that tied into like the school's colors, which were like which were maroon, maroon and white. Um, but yeah, it uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, like and like. I don't know, like the Bladensburg Heights, like that little little section. There's not really a lot there, um, you know. The the, yeah. the few claims to fame we had were like Capitol Plaza, uh, which was a mall that was uh, around for you know several decades before it finally just collapsed on itself and disappeared, uh, which has since been replaced by a Walmart. Um, yep there's um uh, a lot of liquor stores i mean i there's there's it's 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 like one of the <laughs> kind of shittier spots in pg county um yeah, there's really not there's really not much no there. no it, it's 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 a lot of people doing their best to get by it is a lot of strip malls it is a lot of uh, a lot of thrift stores it's yeah um a lot of fast food restaurants and shit like it's yeah have you been by baltimore ave like recently in hyattsville no it's it's it looks totally it looks completely different there's a not a whole foods but like a mom's out there there's a bus boys and poets bus boys and poets they've like built up like a whole bunch of like restaurants and stuff all the like all the way down there um and then you obviously pass by like the 7-eleven and mcdonald's and all that other stuff yeah. like as you head up towards umd but it looks it looks very very different i mean yeah like the if i were to go back like the there's really only a couple places to go around there and it would probably be the head of college park um because a lot of that stuff is still kind of maintained like there's still um well used to be closet comics now it's big planet comics is over there um there I was mean, yeah, yeah, man. There, there was wow. a. Um, uh, I mean, that's the thing. It's like most of the touchstones I had for the place are gone. Like yeah, Marathon same. Deli over mm -hmm. over in um, over in College Park. That's gone. Um, where me and my father would go and like get uh, gyros and shit. Um, although thankfully I was able to finally figure out what the uh, the spice blend they use on their fries was, which is fucking Cavender's. Uh, Greek seasoning and highly recommend buying a canister of that shit and putting it on fries because it's goddamn amazing. Um, <laughs> it's uh, you know there's uh, I, every time every time I go out to see uh, our friends Eden Madeline who Eden and Madeline who came by last night 
Uh, they live, live out in Greenbelt. I always swing by Beltway Plaza, uh, and it always looks fucking weird. Um, and uh, there's 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 a bakery in Beltway that I always go by and get a bunch of Snickerdoodles because they're just like these perfect little chewy discs of sugar and butter that will melt in you know in your mouth and and they're fucking phenomenal and i apparently told katie about these things like a dozen times and forget every time like an alzheimer's patient um and i'm like oh yeah these are she's like, yeah i know i know i'm no i'm aware yeah um but uh yeah i mean yeah so even even if it weren't just you know there's other places in the world and there's other yeah. things to see and do. Um, there's just not really much left for me any there anymore. Um, yeah, I get it. It's the same. Yeah. I mean, like I don't, I haven't talked to my dad and my stepmom in f- four years. So there's no reason to go up there. Um, I don't know if I ever told you guys about the other one. Um, so the house that I grew up in um, was like right behind the high school I went to. And, um, when my mom and my dad got divorced, my mom bought my dad's side of the house out, basically like he, he, he sold to her. So she continued to live there. Um, my grandmother had moved in with us. Um, and like that, that was, if you ever have dreams about the house, like of home, that's the, that's the house. Like that's the one that's like burned into my brain. That is like the default setting for home. If that makes sense. Um, she sold the house. This is, this was the tie in with the candy cake story. After she sold that house, that was when she came down here and bought like six, six boxes of candy cakes, like an asshole. <laughs> uh, but she sold the house and then she passed away. And um, maybe a year or two after she passed away, um, the people who had bought the house reached out to me and they were like, Hey, um, you know, we loved your mom. She was great. We're so sorry to hear about her passing. Um, she left a giant box full of photos here. Do you want it? And I was like, yeah, that, that's cool. If you guys want to meet somewhere, I, you can give it to me. And they're like, no, this was your childhood home. Why don't you come and see it? And I was like, "Bah, okay, cool. And like, it was, it was so weird because you never, most people don't get to do that, right? Like you don't get to go back to the house that you grew up in when somebody else owns it and you don't even know them. But like it was, it was just kind of cool to get to see the house again and like reminisce for a little bit. Cause like, um, so right before my parents got divorced, my mom not forced my dad, but basically like badgered him until he did it to do this tile work on our countertops, replace the formica with these really durable tiles, right? Super durable. And like he did it and like nobody liked it. Everybody thought it was ugly as hell, right? But my dad was like, you know, I worked really, really hard on that, you know, and I, I really spent a lot of time to make it look good and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, I come to the house and the husband, a guy named Tom, was telling me and he's like, hey, who did the tile work on the on the uh, ca- counters? And I'm thinking he's going to shit on them, right? And I was like, yeah, it was, it was a project my dad and I worked on, you know, um, before, um, before my mom and him uh, got divorced. And he goes... These tiles are fucking great. He's like, you can take something out of the oven and drop it right on the tiles. These things are like NASA made. They're they're fucking indestructible. And I was like, I know, right? And like, I told my dad, my dad was so happy about that. He was just like, I'm so glad somebody appreciates that. But like, it was just cool to get to see this, this house and like how it was a different layout and different furniture, but it still felt like home if 
that makes sense. It was just, it was, it was very, very cool. And like, not something you get to do very often, but that really felt like a very like bookended thing. Like now I don't have to have to ever have to go back to Woodbridge for any fucking reason ever again, unless we're doing like a free comic book day or something like that. And like, or I want to go to Potomac mills, which I mean, they put a cheesecake factory there. And I feel like that's too fancy for Woodbridge. Woodbridge doesn't deserve a cheesecake yeah. factory. Wow. Yeah. That's not for you, Woodbridge. You you don't you don't deserve that. You didn't earn that. You're muted, bud. With respect to Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. It is fancy for broke people. And it's Woodbridge. You're right. It is not yeah, fair fancy. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's what broke people think is fancy. Yeah, that's true. It is, yes. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. And hey. There's nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely not. No, I would love to go to Cheesecake Factory right now. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's we're we're not talking about a Ruth Chris. Yeah, uh, this is. <laughs> if you ever wanted me to out myself a as star as, restaurant, <laughs> if you ever wanted me to out myself as somebody who didn't grow up on fancy shit, that's the way to do it right there. Because I remember the only Cheesecake Factory in the area was up in Tyson's, and I was like, "Ooh, it's in Tyson's, so it must be fancy." And like, <laughs> They have sushi as appetizers, guys. It's fucking fancy. <laughs> On that note, we'll go ahead and wrap up. Um, big thanks to you fellas, as always. Uh, Mr. Brooks, Mr. Rambo, I appreciate you. It's always fun and always an enjoyable time getting to talk with uh, two of my, my best buds. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, big thanks to all of our GGR contributors as well. You guys have been working hard, putting out lots of content. Um, so yeah, hey, check out the website. There's lots of stuff for you guys to listen to. There was a new episode of FedCon. Um, there was a new episode of the Gamer Den. There's a new episode of um, the Overflow. Um, and obviously, if you're listening to this, this was a new episode, but now it's not a new episode because you listened to it. But there'll be more. Well, we got more coming eventually. Um, so make sure you stay tuned for that. But all of you wonderful, beautiful listeners out there, we love you. We appreciate you. And remember, folks, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy! Why did you have to go?